You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 31, the most surprising lessons I've learned from equity principal auditions. Let's get started. What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is Maggie Barra here, and welcome to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thank you for joining us. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every Monday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic and on Facebook. Join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Tribe. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Equity principle auditions are an important part of life for many actors across the country. Required of any production with a negotiated equity contract, these all-day open-ish calls give unrepresented actors and represented actors time with creative teams to create more chances for work. If you are unfamiliar with the procedures of equity principle auditions or you want more info on them, head on over to episode two of the Actor Aesthetic podcast, where I break down everything you need to know about EPAs. As we know, Actors' Equity Association is the union representing 51,000 stage actors and stage managers providing a wide range of benefits for its members. One of the most important bonuses includes auditions run by the union, and this is why equity principal auditions and equity course calls are required by the union for any production or theater that is run under an equity contract. I can confidently say that I have been to more equity principal auditions than I can count. And this includes my time in New York City as a non-union actor and as an EMC, an equity membership candidate. And then after joining the union, I went to and successfully auditioned for equity principal auditions at every stage of my union status. So yes, I am living proof that there is an opportunity to audition for equity principal auditions regardless of your status, regardless of whether or not you are a member of the union. And once you've been to even a couple of EPAs, you are going to start to notice a pattern. Actually, a couple of patterns at that. You'll notice, one, the patterns in which equity principal auditions are run, Two, the patterns in which you approach equity principal auditions. And three, the patterns in which other people approach auditioning. Today, I'm going to discuss the most surprising lessons I've learned from equity principal auditions. And I hope that this information will better equip you as you continue your journey in the theater industry. 
But before we dive in today, I would like to take a moment to personally thank you guys for joining the Actor Aesthetic Podcast today. Y'all are so good at screenshotting the episode that you're listening to that week and tagging Actor Aesthetic and posting it on your Instagram stories. I love seeing that. But what's going to really help me this week is if you can just take one minute of your time, pause this episode, and leave a review on iTunes. Believe me, I love your private DMs and my wonderful conversations that I have with y'all on Instagram about how much you love the podcast, how much you love the blog. But specifically, a review is going to help me continue to grow the podcast so that I can continue to make great content for you guys. So here we go. Pause the episode right now and go leave a quick review. Did you pause yet? Did you? I hope so. Okay, here are five of the most surprising lessons I've learned from equity principle auditions. Number one, I learned that I desperately needed to stop making excuses for myself. I hear actors make up excuses every day as to why they didn't attend an equity principal audition. I hear it's because they're not casting or just an assistant is in the room or I hate monologues or cold reading sides or I'm not equity so I'll never get seen, etc. And Because I heard those phrases so often, I started believing them myself. I started thinking, why go to the EPA when they probably already cast the show? Or why should I even bother auditioning when just an assistant is behind the table? Ah, that's so frustrating and it's so annoying to me that I even for one moment thought any of that. These are lies we tell ourselves. Because maybe we're exhausted, or tired, or fearful, or self-conscious. Regardless of how we're feeling, we definitely can't read minds. Yeah, I wish I had some magical way to read minds as to whether or not a casting director is actually going to cast anyone who shows up to an EPA... But I'm never going to know that, and you're never going to know that, unless you have some weird inside scoop. But generally, we can't read minds, and we will never know that information. So why are we getting in our own way? Really, if you have the time and you have the energy, the only thing worse than going to an EPA is not going to an EPA. I learned that I had to stop making excuses for myself to not audition and not put myself out there. There are a lot of things in this career as actors we can't control, but there are a couple things we can control and they are our work ethic and our attitude. And I can't tell you how many times I heard so-and-so say that... The show was already cast or that no one was really looking at me during the audition, therefore they're probably not casting or just a casting assistant is behind the table, so they're probably not taking this audition very seriously. And then like a couple weeks down the line, I get a callback from that very audition. And you know what? Even if they're not looking at 
an equity principal audition, even if the people behind the table are not even paying attention to you at all, you are getting three, four, five minutes in the room to practice your material. And not only practice of just your material, but you are able to practice your material in front of people. In front of people that have to be there. Not just your friends, not just your coach. Sometimes straight up strangers. Auditioning is a skill and a very hard skill to build. So the worst that could happen from an EPA is that it's practice. Number two, I learned that showing up is only half the battle. Showing up is good. Getting in the room is good. Getting in front of casting directors and creative teams is great, but I learned I had to be smart about my auditions. I couldn't just walk into the room and sing the same song over and over again because I was just comfortable with it. So I began to study the breakdowns to find what the creative team was specifically looking for whether they were requesting a short pop rock song, 16 bars of a legit ballad, 32 bars of a comedic contemporary song. I learned to look closely at the character descriptions and to dive further into my research on the specific people who made up the creative teams. If the show I was auditioning for was a brand new musical or play, I'd look directly to the authors, to the composer and lyricist, to the book writer. What else have they written? Is their work online? Can I find their website and maybe watch some clips of theirs and figure out their style? All of this research I was doing outside of the audition would eventually better serve me in the audition room. I began to pick songs that were better suited for shows and characters I was auditioning for. And in turn, my work was being much more well-received. Number three, I learned I didn't have to go to every EPA. When you live in a big theater hub like New York City, you're bound to experience endless audition seasons between EPAs, equity chorus calls, open calls, submissions, and appointments. The number of auditions can start to feel overwhelming. FOMO, you guys. Fear of missing out. Opportunity is great but so is your sanity. I found that spreading myself too thin was costing me my creativity in the room. No joke. I love being busy. I love being able to go to multiple auditions a day. But when I find that it's starting to stifle my acting choices or my health or my voice, I have to stop and reevaluate. If you haven't already, go check out episode 28, where I tackle the idea of the hustle mindset and how in this career and the theater industry, I truly believe that 
a balance between hustle and healthy is achievable. According to equity rules, many theaters and productions are required to hold equity principal auditions. And in New York City, during audition season, which I would consider somewhere between January and April, there can be at least 20 EPAs a week. And especially when you're new and just starting out, you are going to feel like you need to be at every single one of those auditions. And though I do advocate to actors who are newer to big cities to submit themselves and go to as many auditions as possible to get in front of as many casting directors and creative teams as possible, I also believe it is totally not necessary to go to every single equity principal audition or even feel like you're not doing enough by not going to every single equity principal audition. Over the years, I definitely figured out how to be more selective about what I was auditioning for and why I was auditioning for it. Number four, I learned that EPAs for a full season of shows did not have to be as stressful as they sound. In the heart of the New York City audition season, theaters typically hold equity principal auditions for their full season of shows. This means that they will release the breakdowns for every single show that is going to be in their upcoming season. For shows that they may be producing all the way up until the following year. It's also very common for theaters to hold EPAs for their whole summer season. Now, when I first started to audition for EPAs like this, for the full season of shows at a specific theater, I got really overwhelmed looking at the breakdowns. I would think, well, I only have like two minutes in the room. How can I show off every single quality of myself to fit every single show that they're auditioning for? Or I would think, okay, what characters could I possibly be seen as and what's most important for me to showcase in this audition? And this was especially difficult for me to wrap my head around for theaters that had very mixed seasons. So here's how I got over that feeling of being overwhelmed. I would quickly look at the breakdowns and I would immediately go with my gut. I'd take a mental note of a character description that felt like me or felt like it was in my wheelhouse. I'd look at my book and quickly go through which songs might resonate with that character or musical. I'd pick the song that felt the most appropriate given the circumstances, and I would fight the urge to ever overthink my choice. These types of equity principal auditions are already inherently wild given the fact that you may be auditioning for like seven shows in two minutes. And remember how I mentioned that the only things we really can control as actors are our work ethic and our attitude? Well, if you're smart about your choice of material, you own that, and you walk into the room presenting your best self? then that's a success and you can't really go wrong. We can't control what the people behind the table are thinking. And side note, most theaters that hold an EPA for their entire season will also hold equity course calls for 
specific shows in their season later on. So remember, these equity principal auditions are never really life or death situations. And number five, I learned that having a few monologues up your sleeve will come in handy. As someone who graduated with a BFA in musical theater, I thought, surely I would never have to do a monologue again? Wrong. The fact is, is that many theaters audition for multiple shows at a time during an EPA. This means that there is a good chance there will also be a few straight plays in the season. This is where having a monologue comes in handy. Many theaters, when their seasons are a mixture of straight plays and musicals, will either ask for one monologue under two minutes, one song under two minutes, or a 16-bar cut of a song and a short monologue. So why cut yourself short by just performing a song? Having a monologue will allow you to show another side of you, more of you even, with the creative team that may not be accessible through just a shortcut of a song. So use this to your advantage. Gosh, the amount of times I was asked for a monologue in the room may surprise you but you best know I was prepared for it. So there you have it. The most surprising lessons I learned from equity principal auditions. To quickly recap, I learned that I desperately needed to stop making excuses for myself. I learned that showing up is only half the battle. I learned I didn't have to go to every EPA. I learned that EPAs for a full season of shows did not have to be as stressful as they sounded. And I learned that having a few monologues up your sleeve will come in handy. I left a couple more links in the show notes for you guys for more specific information on equity principal auditions and because I believe that knowledge is power and the more you guys know about these types of auditions and how they're run and the procedures that follow, the better equipped you're going to be when the time comes to actually audition for them. And the less nervous and more confident you will be in the audition room. Now, I love coaching actors who are looking to improve their audition techniques. I host one-on-one coaching sessions to give actors the tools they need to build their rep books, define their brand, and perfect their audition material. So if you want more information on the sessions that I offer, head to actoraesthetic.com slash coaching. That link is also available to you guys in the show notes. Before you go, make sure to screenshot this episode, tag Actor Aesthetic, and share this on your Instagram stories so I can see who is listening alongside me. For those of you who paused this episode midway to leave an iTunes review, I am so thankful for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For further inquiries, go ahead and email me at maggie at actoraesthetic.com or just shoot me a DM at Actor Aesthetic. It takes a village, y'all. I'll see you next week.